It's Saturday, so you know you are in the right place. It is time for a mental health break, and this week we are diving into a value-filled show. Let me kick us off. How and why people are microdosing. How is psychedelic medicine, or ketamine, being used for depression, anxiety, trauma, or optimization? How is psychedelic medicine being used for substance use disorders? Where and how can you take psychedelics legally? This is all we will cover and so much more this week on a mental health break. I want to welcome back all of the listeners and guests who have joined me in the past as we have another incredible episode headed your way. This is the podcast where we normalize the conversation around mental health. And this week, Matt is joining us. Matt, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Chapel Hill. Vincent, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to have you on. And we have a great episode, as you could tell by the preview I gave just before. Something that doesn't typically come across this show's desk every time I check my email. So I'm excited that Matt was able to take the time and join us today. I'm going to preview a bit more of his story and what he will bring before we bring him back on the show to kick it off. He has seen firsthand how psychedelics have helped people from different walks of life, and his goal is to normalize the conversation and reduce stigma. With a degree in psychology and neuroscience of mental health, he has co-founded two companies dedicated to improving mental health and well-being using the power of legal psychedelics. Now, he has launched Happy where he and his team are reimagining mental health using guided ketamine therapy. Matt loves to share his journey with psychedelics and mental health, myths and rumors around psychedelic medicine, and how psychedelics can play a powerful role in healing and connection, both for the people that choose them and those that do not. Be sure to stick around for the spotlight story at the halfway point. We're going to look at an article from Harvard Health Publishing on this topic of psychedelics, so stay tuned. Matt, I'm excited to kick this show off. Let's dive into your mental health journey to introduce yourself to our audience. Perfect. I appreciate that. Quite the setup. Thank you. Um, I I fell into this by accident. I was a a businessman, father, husband, and uh, just kind of living my life and not... um, not as aware as I, as I could have been about my own mental health and mental health people around me and had a chance to do a guided psilocybin experience that transformed the way I look at the world and interact with the world and ended up diving back after that, went back to school to get a master's in psychology and neuroscience and mental health and, um, have been on this journey since about 2019 and, uh, just learning so much about myself, healing, uh, traumas um, and and really re- redefining um, happiness for myself and uh, and and what it means to to live in this world. I love to hear a quick word from our show sponsor, Tampa Counseling and Wellness, and you could find all of their information in the show description. Are you constantly exhausted and overwhelmed? Do you struggle with your confidence or self-esteem? Are you ready to live a life with more passion, courage, and excitement? At Tampa Counseling and Wellness, we want to be there for you every step of the way. 
While we understand that change may be difficult, we have a proven track record of helping our clients live a more joyous and meaningful life. Whether you are looking to overcome some current life challenges or you are looking to do some deeper healing, we are here to help you. Our compassionate approach to therapy is rooted in building your confidence and insight while helping you gain mastery of your life. If you would like to learn more about our services or you would like to schedule a free consultation with one of our clinicians, please visit us at www.tampacounselingandwellness.com or simply call or text us at 813-520-2807. We look forward to growing with you, Tampa Counseling and Wellness, where it is okay to not be okay. I love that redefining happiness for yourself. I'm going ahead and put that here in the show notes for when we go live. You mentioned now a few times the word trauma. As someone who had a traumatic brain injury, I'm always interested in learning more of ways to deal with trauma. Can we dive into that a little bit, the ways you help heal trauma? Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm going to talk about a couple of different things. And I think I'll talk about, there There, there are traumas that happen to all of us when we're, when we're being raised. And it's whether we choose to look at them or not, that, uh, um, it, that, that, that varies widely. So for me, I can look carefully at my, um, at the role my parents have had, and I can look at my parents getting divorced. I can look at my father and mother dying as a junior in college in the year after. So that's pretty, pretty young. Um, I can look at, uh, I had a, a challenging, um, experience with a family member with some inappropriate, uh, sexual contact when I was a young teenager, all of those I, I would put into the trauma bucket. What has been amazing for me about psychedelic medicine is it has helped me remove the shame, blame, and guilt that are normally associated with those things and relook at them and, uh, and decide how and what am I carrying forward. So I was, I've been able to remember what was life like before those traumas, um, right. reprocess it, and move forward. So again, I'll, I'll use the one of the, uh, the inappropriate sexual contact as an example through a uh, psychedelic experience, I was right back in that situation. And I was able to, to, without forgiving and condoning, I was able to look at that person and say, okay, I could understand what a challenging life experience that person was facing at that moment in time. And, um, and I could understand as a human, why um, they, they were looking for love, misguided, wrong person, wrong place. But, uh, but I could understand it. And then I could also understand that I have no need to be embarrassed about this. There's nothing that I need to hide. I can embrace it and move on. It was a piece that happened to me in the past and off we go. And so many of those types of moments have happened in the, in this journey I've been on since uh, 19 It's very different, I think, than a, uh, than having a brain injury, but, but in many ways it's, it's similar. It's something it's, you had all sorts of things happen to you when that, that happened. And then, um, you had to overcome people telling you, you're never going to walk again. You're never going to talk again. And you, you, you had to overcome that. I'm not sure what the residual is of that. I'm not sure what it's like to, uh, to walk down the street and, and potentially be concerned about this happening again. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having the courage to share your story. I think you said it beautifully there. There's no need to have shame. There's no need to have blame and there's no need to have guilt. Life situations happen to all of us. And the only way we can address these situations is to go head on, like you're saying, and making the most of it. You're right out here now making a difference, not only with three companies, probably a future interview on that entrepreneur show, but just by sharing your story, letting other people who have walked similar paths know that they're not alone. That takes a lot of courage. And again, I do thank you for that. But to get to where you are today, Matt, we have to do things to improve our mental health. What are some of your favorite ways to improve your mental health, whether they're short-term things or long-term things? 
Yeah, I think people often when they when they are talking to me, they think I'm going to say psychedelics are a cure, and I'm not going to do that. Um, I believe psychedelics are a catalyst, but they're not a cure. They 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 allow us for a a little window of time to think differently, mm-hmm. to have some insights. But the um the the journey really begins after the ceremony is over. And for me, it's been developing a, a really robust um, meditation practice. I was an awful meditator pre psychedelics. I just couldn't get it. And, um, and now I really enjoy my quiet time through that meditation process. There's, it's really all about awareness. And can I, can I watch these thoughts appear in my mind? Can I understand that, um, I am not my thoughts, um, that my thoughts are not, I'm not generating them. They are just appearing out of consciousness. Um, that has been super helpful for me. The other thing with, uh, psychedelics, uh, for me has been realizing I'm, I'm not independent. I'm interconnected. And that's led to a practice of really trying to make deeper connections, deeper friends, have time for those conversations that we used to have time for that um, as, as we move into our adult life, it's with work becomes all consuming and, um, and the quality of friendship, at least in my experience was not the same as what I was able to develop when I was a kid. And I had all the time in the world. Well, I do have all the time in the world. I'm just choosing not to do it on the things that make me happy. So, uh, so I, for, I guess, I, I'm trying to say is is fostering a, a deep sense of community, and then um and meditation. Then of course things like sleeping and eating. It all ties together. This is a, it's a biochemical, psychosocial, spiritual journey, and it all connects. I love that. We're going back to when you're kids, when we do have all that time in the world, we're spending more time with our friends or peers at that point because we don't have as many significant responsibilities. I guess you could say when you get older. Now you have your bills to pay and your careers, as you said, takes over. But I think that's a great message for everyone out there to make time for those little things, the things that do bring us joy and happiness. And I'm sure you can agree the quality of relationships, at least for me, is more important than that quantity of number. Absolutely. And Vincent, the, 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 the language, it's one of the language activities I'm playing with is instead of shoulds and haves, it's choose. I choose, I create. So in this case, it's in the, when I was a kid, I chose to have more time or I chose to spend this time with people. Um, I'm trying to get out of, I have to do anything. So I, I am choosing to, to generate resources right now. Great. That's what I'm choosing to do. I'm choosing to fo- develop relationships. But it, it, for me, this exercise takes away that there's nothing that's happening that I'm a victim of. I've manifested all of it. And, and, and because of that, I can then manifest anything else I want moving forward. And that's that that takes that power back. And I encourage the people I, I work with and I talk to that this is your movie. You are 100% responsible for everything in your movie. And it's all your interpretation. And failure is not possible. You're gonna, you are born and you're going to die. And everything in between is learning, healing, and growing. There is no failure at this age versus that age. There are tasks you might not succeed at, and that's okay. It's still a learning, healing, and growing opportunity. I love that. That's something else I'm typing up right here. Learning, (laughs) healing, and growing. The show notes are going to be plentiful for when this goes out. Thank you for such a lights out episode so far. I think it's now a perfect time to head into this week's spotlight story. Again, please scroll down in the show description so everyone can follow along. It's from Harvard Health Publishing, Harvard Medical School. The popularity of microdosing of psychedelics. What does the science say? And this is a somewhat recent article. It's from late 2022. There is no definitive evidence yet that microdosing with psychedelics is either effective or safe 
but there are results that are been capturing the attention of doctors and patients for their increasingly proven potential to effect long-lasting improvements in the mental health of people who are suffering from conditions like treatment-resistant depression, microdosing of psychedelic substances such as LSD or psych... I may be saying this wrong. Psilocybin. There we go. That was not how I was going to pronounce that, (laughs) but that's okay. That's why I said it. it involves taking a fraction of a regular dose or sub-perceptual dose that is much lower than one would take if one wanted to trip or hallucinate on these substances. Many people share the idea that microdosing with psychedelics enhances one's mood, creativity, concentration, productivity, and ability to empathize with others. Or could the benefits be in expectancy effect? This means that most people who take a daily pill that they fervently expect will help them feel happier and smarter, will feel like they are happier and smarter just from taking the pill regardless of what's in it. And I'm someone who, after my accident, slowly weaned off every single pill I was given just because I realized that, A, if I'm 21, 22, hooked on these pills now, it probably will be a lifelong dependency. And I tried to do more holistic practices now that I am out of the fog after traumatic brain injury. You mentioned nutrition and exercise already. Those are things I live and die by. But let's continue with this article Microdosing. What is it for everyone out there? There isn't a single clearly recognized definition of microdosing for any psychedelic drug, and this can complicate that for others, but one definition is approximately one-fifth to one-twentieth of a recreational dose. One obstacle is that the potency of mushrooms can vary greatly as they are not regulated outside of clinical trials, so this isn't an exact science. Likewise, LSD is an invisible, tasteless, odorless substance that comes in either liquid form or embedded into a piece of paper to be slipped under the tongue. Given its current illegality and lack of regulation, there is no good way to know what dosage you are taking unless you have an extraordinarily reliable supplier. LSD is an extremely powerful and long-acting drug, and you don't want to take more than of it intended. Further, These drugs can produce a psychological tolerance, which might suggest that even if microdosing does help, it could be diminishing returns if one stays in the same dosage. And we've touched on a lot, but I'm going to go ahead and touch on one more piece before bringing back on our guest of honor. Could psychedelics become safer if legalized everywhere? It is anticipated by experts in the field that some psychedelics will become fully legalized for medical usage under supervision under the next few years especially the mushrooms and MDMA, which is also referred to as ecstasy. Some policymakers and public health experts believe that the safety of the psychedelics would be enhanced if they were decriminalized and if their cultivation and production were monitored and regulated. At least one state, Oregon, and many cities around the country have decriminalized these psychedelics at a local level. Now, Matt, I touched on quite a bit here. As someone who is an expert in this field, would you mind making sense of this for our listeners? Yeah, so let's let's start with why are people microdosing to begin with? It, it seems to me that we have a, an antidepressant challenge in this country. For those where antidepressants work, fantastic. But that's roughly 40% of the population. For the rest, um, they don't work, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And people are, are looking for solutions. Even for those where they work, for a large percentage, the side effects uh, price tag is very high. 
we're talking about sexual dysfunction, gastrointestinal issues, um, memory loss, weight gain for some young people, suicidal uh, ideology. It's mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, it's an expensive price tag. And I, I just want to ju- just jumping on, on sexual dysfunction. One study has, I think almost 72% of people on an SSRI experience sexual dysfunction. It's a huge number, huge. So people are looking for an alternative. Microdosing is what some of them are turning to. Whether it's a 10th or 20th of a dose, um, people are figuring it out with mushrooms. Sure, the potency switches from one strain to another, but when people find the strain with a, with a, a jeweler scale and uh, so a little bit of a coffee grinder, they can, they can get consistent doses. Um, so then we get to the science. The, the research is mixed. Some say, research says, yeah, this is really promising. Others say, ah, maybe it's more placebo. It doesn't make a difference if it works. Right. And the side effects with mushrooms are very, very, very little. Um, I think a lot of us, Vincent, grew up in this just say no, drugs are bad, period. Mushrooms are scary. Well, the research doesn't say that. The research says that if you look at harm to self and harm to others, one of the most scariest drugs we have is alcohol. On the far end of that scale are things like mushrooms, where there's no lethal dose. So I'm not saying that that psychedelic mushrooms can't be a challenging medicine that, and that you should be careful with them. Absolutely. But the harm profile of those drugs, of mushrooms, is, is very, very low. So we're now talking about something with low side effects, low harm. I don't quite understand why we're not leading with this versus leading with antidepressants. I have, I certainly can, can point to a big industry that would disagree with me, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it seems like this makes a lot of sense. Um, and it is becoming more and more popular. Um, and there's wonderful courses on the internet that you can take. I think Third Wave has a great guide to microdosing. There's groups coming up around the country trying to get um, education about mm-hmm. microdosing in the hands of people and, and help cause a, a reform with our, with our voters on, on whether microdosing should be legal or not. You made a lot of great points there. And one was the big business thing. I think we all just witnessed this with, with COVID and how the, and I'm not going to get too political with vaccine talk here, but how certain views and agendas on these vaccines were pushed with from big businesses. And it was just, that's what they want. And you mentioned alcohol. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you do know my story of being hit by an intoxicated driver while walking home one night. My feelings on alcohol are very heavy. I mean, I'm not sober. I just don't drink too often. That's also partly entrepreneurship because we have a ton to do every day. But from that experience, I know how lethal those decisions can make. And it's not just the decisions that come to yourself and the impact of yourself, but what can happen to other people just like myself. You mentioned something else there, SSRI. Can you explain that um, to our audience who may not know what that is, just so we can be clear? Yeah. So when we talk about antidepressants, the most common antidepressant is an SSRI. Goes a a bunch of different brand names, but but that's the fundamental tool of choice in our culture. So it's uh, and in many times you're going to a medical professional, you're being prescribed an antidepressant, you're becoming addicted to this antidepressant, and it's a set it and forget it. And people are staying on antidepressants for 10, 20 years. Um, and when they choose to get off, it's not easy. It's a weaning, a tapering process. Um, again, no bad anybody. If the antidepressants are working for you, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if they're not, that's not your problem. You did not fail the medicine. The medicine failed you. 
And whether we talk about microdosing, which is which is what you're referring to, or macrodosing, taking any type of psychedelic as a as a, as another option, um, the evidence is showing more and more that this is powerful. And I'm going to just tell you one quick story on this. So we talk about um, people with treatment resistant post traumatic stress disorder. So picture a veteran, picture a picture a first responder, picture a, a victim of sexual assault, where they've tried the medications, they've tried the talk therapy, and nothing's worked. Well, a phase three clinical trial has just finished where they gave people some talk therapy, three doses of MDMA, and then some more talk therapy. At the end of that trial, 67% no longer qualified as having PTSD. It's a huge number. So, and it's a medicine that again, low addictive profile. You don't have to take it every day, low side effects, and it's, and it's transforming lives. Um, psilocybin is so, and so that was a FDA gave MDMA breakthrough therapy designation. We expect that to be legal within the next two years, re-legalized within the next two years. And then psilocybin, there's study after study now with people with terminal uh, terminal diagnoses, and they're depressed and they're anxious, as you would imagine. And psilocybin is is helping lift that depression and anxiety. Again, FDA gave it breakthrough therapy designation, but. Um, and maybe it's three or four years before that becomes re-legal, but it's, it's these, the, the numbers and the statistics are incredible. And what these medicines are showing for all sorts of mental health challenges, depression, anxiety, OCD, eating disorders, um, a number of uh, substance use challenges and other types of behavioral challenges. It is incredible what these can do. Not saying it works for everybody, not saying it's a, it's a golden ticket, not saying anyone should just go run out and do this. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying the research over, from over 300 academic institutions are showing that these medicines can be powerful for some people. Well, you made a great point there and something I reiterate almost every show. It works for some, doesn't work for everyone. Do not give up on your quest. For some people, it's a healthy diet and it's exercise. For some people, it may be this. For some people, it may be therapy. For some, it may be different medications. So there is something out there to make it work. Matt's done a great job today at really enlightening us and explaining to us with correct information on exactly what all of this stuff is and entails. If you think it's for you, please look into it more as we want everyone to feel their best and be their best each and every day. Of course, depending on your state, some of these may not be accessible, but do look into it if you if this all sounds like something that will be good for you. But before we let Matt go, I've got a few more things I want to ask him. Matt, we all go through challenging times. What is one piece of advice that you have for all of our mental health champions out there who may be struggling listening to this tape today? Yeah, that you are enough right now. You do not need to do anything to be worthy of love, um, period. And from that moment, you can then have choices. Um, You can choose to generate resources or make some money. You can choose to do whatever it is that you want to do, but you are worthy of love today. Um, And that there is a, uh, and that failure is not an option. So you're experiencing sadness, you're experiencing anxiety, you're experiencing trauma, you're experiencing whatever it is that you're experiencing with on your mental, on your personal mental health journey. And, um, and I encourage you not to give up your agency to people that you can take control of your own, uh, treatment, your own happiness, your own life. You have a wisdom that's inside of you and you can, um, you know, what's going to work for you. So whatever that is, do that. I love that. And I think that's the perfect advice as we close out this show here. You know what's best for you. A doctor may give you some 
advice that he thinks may be good for you. A friend might give the advice they think is best for you, but at the end of the day, you have to listen to yourself, listen to your body. No one knows how you're feeling better than yourself. And before we find out where to find Matt online, all in his businesses, his social media, all that, the floor is yours, Matt. Is there anything else you want to touch on relating to mental health today? I, I, I'm going to just, again, tying everything back to, to psychedelics. I am not by any stretch saying everybody should do psychedelic medicine. What I'm hoping with this information is that people can read um, and decide for themselves, okay, this is something I, that's that will work for me or it might work for me and I want to try it. Mm, not for me, but I could see it for someone else I love. Mm, I'm not even sure who would use this, but I can understand why I want to vote accordingly. When it comes to uh, the mental health journey, what I've been shocked about with uh, with psychedelics is how much it's helped me understand that this is my life and that uh, I I am I I can make dis- decisions that are that are best for me. Um, it's helped me remember that, and it's helped me remember a time before again the trauma, before the the things are gray, and just a little break from that. When you turn down your default mode network, um, you you turn off that inner narrator, you refire some neurons that haven't fired in a long time. That little break can be all that is needed to then start the lifestyle change moving forward. So uh, there's there's ways to do it legally with ketamine in all 50 states. There's ways to do it legally with international travel. And there's an underground network of people who are who are supporting others in this. Well, thank you so much, Matt, again, for taking the time to join our community of mental health advocates, mental health champions out there. You were lights out today. Thanks again for connecting. Now, where can we find you online? My book, Psychedelics for Everyone, is available everywhere books are sold. There's an audible version of that if you if you'd rather listen versus versus read. MattZeman.com is my site. I've got a number of different little introductory videos into some psychedelic compounds and uh, and more information on how to book me as a as a speaker. Or um, and then also I'm on uh, heavily on Instagram and LinkedIn. So if there's something I can do for you, reach out. All right, that is MattZeman.com, Z-E-M-O-N. And with that, the show is at a mental health break on LinkedIn and Facebook. But on Instagram, we are at Vincent A. Lancy, and YouTube is at Vincent A. Lancy. Be sure to head to those. For a little video clip from this episode. And until next Saturday, we are signing off from Chapel Hill to Tampa, Florida. Matt, thank you so much for stopping by. Benson, thanks for doing this. Thanks for the work you do.